Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 
an amazing voice in this whole truth movement and important to, to check out. So if you haven't checked out the show, I would. And this, the topic on the show was The Journey Home. The Journey Home is a continuation of a series of shows on here I'm doing where I flesh out the journey, the, the need to take a journey to see outside the system. How few have actually done that so they have a position in knowing how to chant it down. So, so important is being able to um, identify what it is that we are living in. And it catches you up on miles and miles. So listen up um, to that episode and all the synchronicities and allowing you know, the magic in the universe to shine through the Creator's amazing life that is laid out for you, given to you by the Creator. It's it's just important for people to get in touch with that, and and there are many journeys. So get on, get on uh, episode 22 if you haven't. Freeman's an awesome guy, um, great great uh, stories, and uh, I I could have probably talked all day with him. I had more more uh, time on the show that I scheduled, but hey, we'll have him on again. And then if you haven't um, caught up on some of the previous shows I've been doing, the System <coughs> Tentacles is. Um, a series of shows. The most important thing I think um, right now covering on the shows, and people have been, a couple of people have written me, told me that they really enjoy this this uh, this process of elimination. That's what it is. It is uh, the process of going through what is grabbing hold of us and keeping us caught up in in this crazy world. And by one by one removing the system tentacles, you become who you need to be and who you're supposed to be rather than they who they want you to be. So it really it really has an uh, impact. And so far it's been pretty basic. Um, it's been just getting away the obvious things that are in front of us, the media, the the foods. Um, I've gone out into also the medical industry and and um, there's now been five episodes, so catch up on those and, and go pluck yourself. Go pluck off. I encourage you to go pluck yourself because one by one, you'll feel a little freer and you'll be able to get an edge on this reality that has been crafted for us by people that don't have the best interests in mind. So um, that would be uh, catch up on some of the things. Of course, you can you can go into all the uh, archives and listen to every show. Um, I now have 23, so there's a little bit of entertainment for someone who has a lot of time and is bored. And yeah, you know, I, I encourage you to live life to the fullest. So, you know, if you're just sitting around on your ass all day, that's not a good thing either. You should be out, out being active yourself and doing things and, um, and manifesting your reality. But please, if you like, you know, listen to the show um, uh, late at night or on the way to work or whatever works best for you. So this episode is, 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 is a kind of a wild card episode on its own, and I do these periodically. I just like to throw something in here that, that um, just hasn't been done yet, and um, this would be one of them, a look into hip-hop itself. And as if you listen to me enough, then you probably know, and from the beginning, that um, I am a, a lyricist. I've been doing the music for a long time, and it, it's a, just another strand of me that I bring here on the show and it's a platform for me also to do that as well. And I created it for, for that to offer the other, other or many sides of me to just kind of share with you. Um, and that's something that has that is, is, uh, been part of my journey. So we each have our own journey, and hip-hop, hip-hop has been part of mine. So. And, you know, if you don't like hip-hop, it, 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 you, 
and and you uh, maybe haven't really explored, I encourage you to explore and listen to this show, and then and listen to some of the artists' um, names I give out that, that maybe you've never heard, and and uh, it all deserves a listen, you know. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that don't consider a lot of things about the music, or I just don't really know about it. Maybe they don't like the way it sounds or um, hasn't. And I understand that it's such a um, diverse music anyway. And and no thanks to the commercial um, record labels and and everything, it's destroyed the music, as we'll go over here. Because we chant it down on the show. We chant it down to the fullest degree, including with this music as well. So let, let's go back into where this, this music came from. Um, you know, a long time ago, not really that long ago, but um, 1970s, we had disco music, we had, um, you know, dancing music, and... and uh, in the inner city, there wasn't a lot of enjoyment as as still today, and not a lot of ways to to uh, really um, you know express yourself. So one of the ways that was done was through moving the body, dancing, and dance music probably you know really relieved it, especially when it was just coming out like that. Um, and one innovator, and maybe one of many possibly that just was never really. Um, Reported, but one of many that was was DJ Cool Herc. He was the, uh, say, they say the the founder of hip hop. In in a way, he was at least in in the beat. And what he would do is he realized that everybody at a party would dance the hardest and and really enjoy it when the um, drum breaks would come on. Um, and you know the breakdowns of the drums and all these songs back then were were always kind of a part of a song. So he figured out how to isolate the drum beats by using two turntables. So he got you know one beat almost ready to end, and he flips over the fader into the other, and then you have the continuous sound of the you know the boom bat sound, the 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 drums just doing their thing. And this gave a chance for um, people to. Rhythm talk over it. Rhythm talking is basically what hip hop is. But at first, there wasn't any lyricism. It was just dancing. And um, what what it came, it was all about rocking the party. Because the truth is, some people would like to think, well, that um, hip hop always spoke about social injustice, and it did, and, and to a, a little bit later. But at first. It was all about just grooving to the music. And then people figured out how to lyrically express themselves to that kind of a drum beat. And it's very simple, but it, it, uh, it, it came with a territory to talk about social injustice coming from the inner city, the, the Bronx, the South Bronx. And so the, the, um, the music um, just started to get a little more popular. And, and the artists that were, were uh, the earliest if you've never heard of or looked into it, it would be Grandmaster Flash. Uh, him himself, maybe he wrote one of the first rhymes ever. And uh, the Furious Five, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, and Curtis Blow, Nucleus, Man Parish, The Treacherous Three, even Too Short, 1979. These guys all started doing it really early, um, doing their thing. Um, and uh, just kind of, it was a, a beginning of, of something that, Easily, probably could have faded out. People would have never saw past the inner city. But something stuck with this music. Something stayed. And what it was was the communication and spirit through the the lyrics. Um, because 
hip hop is the most lyrically talented music. No matter what you want to say, it is. It has the most lyrics. If you look at um, a album where they used to print the lyrics, check out a, a regular singing song versus a hip hop song. It's like huge paragraphs in a hip hop song. So there's a lot you can say and convey on the mic over a beat. And um, I think for some people it can be a little too repetitious for them. And I. I I see that, especially older people that never really hit the generation that I come from. And so um, I, I think it deserves an open mind and an open ear if you've just never gone there. Um, the original artists, you know, maybe that, that was easier to make fun of because it was just kind of starting out. And so it didn't have, um, hadn't found its, its uh, voice quite yet, but it had definitely was a way of communicating over a beat. Then you get into the the early 80s, and that's when Run DMC uh, had kind of taken the music into the whole next level, especially with the back-and-forth um, lyricism between two lyricists, uh, where they pass words back and forth and, and um, put it to the rhythm of the beat. So they, they just kind of built on to it like Legos, and they, and they made, of course, a lot of people know of Run DMC. Made many, many uh, hits and innovators for their time. Other old school artists from that early era would be Ice-T. Of course, now a movie star, and you forget that he was an uh, under, underground rapper at one time. Um, check out the earliest song, The Body Rock. Ice-T, The Body Rock. And, and, and uh, of course, KRS-One, Slick Rick, the BC Boys, and, and uh, all these artists you know, kind of got a pretty early start in the 80s, and it got some fame. And uh, then you got, and a little later, you have um, some artists that came in, like um, um, at the late 80s, it start, hip-hop started to gain more of a, a, a political voice, and it started to gain a lot more popularity. I remember, you know, people, you could definitely turn on MTV, and you would see a rap video now and then. The Public Enemy, um, now that's a group that really took it to the next level with the message. They, they had a strong message from social injustice, and Public Enemy, uh, ahead of their time, incredible. Um, they have their first album, I think, is It Takes a Million, I believe, and uh, maybe that's one before that. I can't remember. But anyway, um, Ice Cube, Gangstar, Cool G Rap, EPMD, The Ghetto Boys, A Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, Eric B. and Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Digital Underground, LL Cool J, Rodney and Joe Cooley, even Two Live Crew. All those those artists, and, and just kind of naming a few here, um, came from an era of the late 80s going into the early 90s. And this, this gave hip-hop a voice that, that um, started, the, it was the beginning of gangster rap, and I'll come back to that. And it was the beginning of, um, of, of a more stylized lyricism coming out, more creative. Real creativity and fun came from that era. That, that, uh, it, was still, it was still a lot of fun to play around with, so much more um, styles were just starting to get into a um, progression. And then came the early 90s. In the early 90s, you had um, the, the 
a lot of innovators coming out, people that probably kind of just banked off the styles of the people of the early 80s, and they grew up with those styles, practicing it, and, and progression of skill and diversity of styles. This is what people call the golden age of hip-hop. This is when it truly found its voice. It was um, able to be put into very skillful ways of delivery and very diverse this is when it just opened up. Some of the artists from that era, which are still my favorites, um, and people that really, really, no one's taken it to this to the level of these people again. Really, uh, maybe a few underground artists still today. But other than that, like um, go back to Organized Confusion, um, group from New York, um, or on the West Coast, the Hieroglyphics, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Um, they put a lot of a lot of. Uh, fun into the music, you know, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, Freestyle Fellowship, Cypress Hill, The Coup, uh, that era Outcast came out, DOS Effects, Diggable Planets, Leaders of the New School, Goody Mob, those are all artists that, that progressed um, to, and were innovators of some amazing styles, some that made it far, some that didn't, and those are just people, some of the people that have influenced me through my, my years of, of listening. And uh, that era right there, the golden age of hip-hop, was right before a big thing happened. Now, those are more underground artists. Maybe you've heard of some of those people. Of course, Outkast later developed into something big, Goody Mob, um, Wu-Tang Clan, and um, maybe DOS Effects. But a lot of those other artists I mentioned, you may have never heard of, or Cypress Hill you've probably heard of. But these artists, um, you know, they had, a, they had their, their spot, but the spotlight didn't stay on them. And what the spotlight was on during those times was the commercial rappers out there. Um, MC Hammer, uh, Young MC, Tone Loke, Kid and Play, Naughty My Nature, Criss Cross, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, or Mix-A-Lot. The, that, that was like uh, how they kind of, and not, not necessarily dissing all those artists in any way, but the, the record companies themselves um, started promoting materialism with these artists. And this is kind of where it separated from the real sick type of rhyming style to the more commercial. And so that, that was kind of already creating an above ground and an underground at that point in time. But still, it was more kind of innocent and fun in those days, um, but also lots and lots of uh, skillful rhymers came out of that period that are still some doing it this day. What happened with this music that really um, made it uh, an interesting era, I think, is you have to go back in American history to the 1960s and 70s, and maybe just the whole Western world to an extent, the hippie movement. So you had, you had times changing where, where people had been rebelling from the system. They didn't understand the whole thing at all, but they knew that they had to get back to nature. And there was an import, that's in a really important era I probably should touch on on other shows, but I could get too off topic. But the, the hippie movement, um, you know, it really, a lot of psychedelic taking, a lot of mind expanding, a lot of, lot of outside seeing the system as it, as it um, was turning into more of an identifiable beast at that point in time. But so what they had to do is, is they had to U-turn it. And I talked about this on another show where they had to U-turn the, 
the hippie movement, so they introduced drugs of of synthetics to the population of an already um, quote unquote drugs drug taking people, which I don't call the the medicines drugs, but plants. But anyway, these synthetics were brought in, and um, not not the uh, not the effects you want on a society, of course. And and uh, as the the um, system became more more uh, evil, it became more obvious. You could see it was the externalization of the hierarchy at that point in time, where um, secretly behind behind it all, Bush Senior, George Bush Senior head of the CIA running a whole operation because he was really more like president and leader during the Reagan administration but it's the Reagan administration's economic policies that um, really messed up the inner city it really um, put into the inner city also that during that time the CIA's implementation of crack into the inner city especially south central LA if you don't know that story about Ricky Ross it's something to look into. But um, guns uh, sold into the hood, liquor, and, you know, it was a time where people were unrest. The the jobs, it was 50% unemployment or more in those areas, probably still is pretty much. So, so during this time, you had an inner city of America at unrest while the rest of America oblivious to what's going on, which is just the case of today, too. Only I think almost everybody doesn't know what's going on, so that's why I do this show. But another time, another place. So the streets had a voice. They had a voice, and what was used as a platform of expression was hip-hop. What a way to, to um, you know unleash um, so much information, as I was saying, the most lyrically talented music. And the, the, the funny thing is, is during those days, it was really suppressed, um, the, the 80s, and, and a lot of people said, you know, hip-hop was not music. It was not recognized as music by a lot of people, maybe because there wasn't a band and you didn't have... Um, you know, just had a guy on a microphone, and, and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily harmonious at all. Um, but this really was just um, the way of the media is putting a spin on it. I think of of demonizing it be, before it really was given a chance. But this voice went over the media. It went over, and this voice was heard. This voice was heard by people, and this was an interesting time in in, in the in uh, American history, the 80s and the early 90s, when this, this unrest really became um, known by everybody. And, and uh, this, this uh, youth of that day, including myself, we had a fire inside us. There was something about it. Now, we didn't necessarily know what was going on, and I don't even think a lot of people knew the big picture back then at all, but they knew the little picture, which was everyday life in the the turmoil of, of the inner city, and that was coming out. You know, this, this drug, these drugs implemented changed the world. I'm just a little long-winded, keep going on with that, but it's important to understand that, that time period, to understand how the music came out of it. And, it, and it's, um, it's, uh, it's actually hard. You know, the music itself, when people don't recognize it as a music, I encourage people that actually 
don't recognize it as a music to try doing it themselves. Yeah, it's not real easy. If you do it right, if you're doing it well, and you're making yourself instrumentals, producing them, and, and trying to write a, a rhyme that makes sense to something and actually has an impact and has, has a lot of creativity, see, people dismiss that because a lot of people never saw that. So that's that golden era I'm talking about. But, you know, the inner city was in shambles, and, uh, and there were a few opportunities. So uh, the, the, this voice was speaking loud. This voice spoke of the genocide. They used this to take hold and turn around the whole movement too, though. I'll, and I'll explain that in a little bit, how, how at the beginning it was just telling it how it is. And then they used that. So I'll come back to that. Uh, I will. But this, this voice, it, it rippled, and it rippled out to people like myself. Um, the, the, uh, the voice, I felt it, and uh, this is the time period in which I started. But, you know, the, the, the media's job in the meantime was to hush this voice. They, they hushed it as much as they could because this is something that, well, um, when people speak out just like the hippie movement and all the rebellion, then you have um, uh, it catches on like a fire, and they didn't want that to happen. So they hushed it good, and they used this music by promoting ego and materialism. You know, um, all the all the the name brands, and you know, you got to get this to come up, this kind of thing. You know, it, it was it was pushed hard, and just the the you know the the look at how we how how they wanted us to look, everybody to look. You know, it's it's crazy. And then and then making popular the gangster rap. So again, um, they used this this whole um, talk about the genocide going on in the inner city as then a way of continuing the message. People learned that, well, people want to hear this, so the record companies controlled by the real controllers knew that if they could use it um, to their advantage, they would they would uh, keep – they knew that they were going to make money because people were buying the albums, so they, they promoted these things. They're promoting murder, violence, self-destruction, and they glorified it within gangster rap. And – I don't necessarily diss on gangster rap at all because that early stuff, it was just, it's, um, and this is the difference. The difference in early gangster rap is it was telling it how it is. It was, it was reporting to you from inside the hood. It was reporting for a report, basically, of the discomfort and, and exposing the corruption. So it was speaking the truth. And, and that's what we continue to do. But as they used this music, I guess is what I'm trying to say, they used it to turn around and glorify the hood, make everybody else want to be a gangster. And that's when the record companies took a hold of that movement. So originally, I have a lot of respect for gangst, old gangster rap. And even, even um, you know, people are still telling it how it is. It's just, I think um, a lot of people that actually live in the inner city, you probably want to hear something different, something that maybe they don't know, you know, um, you know, the same old message. And so that's how they used it. But it, it, uh, it really, it really um, created a, a huge social uprising during my time. You know, I watched people who, who didn't need to be a gangster become a gangster, these wannabes, because 
it was cool. It was in. And, and in this mentality, it kept growing. Because here's a mentality that's not just attractive as in, like, the imagery. It's also a mentality where you're making money and you're hustling and you're, you're getting yours. And, and so it coincides with making a living. And so it was really addictive to some people. And people that didn't grow up with this mentality all of a sudden got this mentality from from the music, but from the music that was promoted by the the industry, the the uh, corrupt record industry. So, you know, they promoted those aspects. Now, that was kind of the time of the carrying away, I call it. This is when I was talking about there's the golden age of hip-hop, and there's a carrying away of the... Um, message and you had this this very commercialized sound now out and the commercialized sound added with hollow concepts and um everything about imagery later getting into like fancy cars you know and and bling i mean i remember when gangsters talked about being broke and then they started talking about in 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 uh commercial rap songs all about you know their Mercedes, their Lexus, their Benz, you know, it changed. And it changed because the commercialism, these guys and artists, artists were getting paid to to promote, just like I was talking about promoting the club, um, alcohol genocide show, well, it's the same thing. So here it is, the programming of society. And, and so the, the um, time I really noticed the carrying away, where I realized that all commercial hip-hop pretty much turned to trash was in 1996. I, I, I thought that um, that was the year that I, I would see no more good music videos and artists were getting kicked off labels uh, that, that had any real talent and, and being replaced by this, this also this mafioso like mentality that came in and it's, it was a bunch of bullshit so so that's when I, re- I remember the music starting to fall apart and although the commercial side of things fell apart I believe the golden age was, was when it was alive and fun and and so that was the era in which I picked up was during the, the golden age you know because in during that time I could have also done, if I was around other people, I maybe would be in a punk band or a heavy metal band or, or a, a grunge band at that time, you know, when the Seattle scene was just coming up. So, yeah, the, the year that I first wrote my, my rap, my first, very first time I, I did anything was um, 1991. I, I wrote my first rhyme, and what I did was I uh, copied somebody else's rhyme and changed the words around it and made my own and just sort of, you know, try to stay within a structure before I wrote my own. And these were things I would just do um, kind of on my own at first. But my other friends, my crew, they, they'd been doing it longer. They just, uh, they just uh, were, were, you know, kind of intimidating to um, start. I started a little bit later. These guys have been doing a few more years before me. Um, but, you know what, these days they, there's hardly any styles of rapping anymore, if you listen to the radio. And, and so from the golden era, 
you had so many different types of styles. Now you just hear this, you know, these one basic styles, part of some song that, that uh, you know, it's just a small bit of hip-hop. And um, I go back to the sound of the, 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 the skill. I, I, and I really feel like the skill and the real lyricism is what attracted me into it. So when um, that era came to a close, the golden era, me and my friends, we stayed within that golden era because we knew that that was the real, and everything else just started to be part of the carrying away. But um, people liked the more commercial sound and left the um, the era of the golden era away in the skill level and the more raw styles. And it is it is harder to listen to, maybe pleasing to the ear sometimes. So as as a, in a musical way, it may not be as fun to listen to some of the music from that era. But in a skill way and in a way of once you develop the ear to listen to that rawness that came from that period, that is the true yoke of hip-hop, in my opinion. That is the true essence of the way in expressing lyricism to the fullest and being able to just flow and being a part of um, the rhythm and, and kind of just shooting it out and just, and just going with the feeling too so I, I consider me and my crew um, great grandchildren of hip hop or even grandchildren depends on how you, you would look at the first people I would say great grandchildren so we you know we're the we're the um, the great grand we're the, we're the sons of the golden era the and then the golden era were the sons of the era in the in the mid 80s early 80s to the mid 80s and then the originators, of course, in the late 70s. So that's how I look at my position within the music. And at first, it all it all just started out just making creative rhymes, not particularly about like such a topic, but just a way of of um, just kind of just flowing over a beat and and maybe a little bit bragging. You know, that was that was just how it was back then, and and being being a um, teenager, that's just kind of how how it, it um, started out for me myself. But getting into it more and more, um, of course, the other aspects like freestyling, freestyling, which um, I've done on other shows, is is straight improv over a beat. And and so um, a lot of people they they started to catch on to the trend. I remember when very few people freestyled and me and a few friends would be the only people maybe at a house party or, or just somewhere in a garage, somewhere hanging out with people doing it. You know, it was a small little bit of people doing it and it was a pretty amazing thing for outsiders to witness. But as it got more popular, um, people started doing it all over the place. And that was also around 1996, I would say. Now, what bothers me and what pisses me off about that era is people started to come out, and people still come out today, that um, just kind of bank off the, the newer stuff. They have no old school listening background. And I just really always say, you know, if you're going to use a music that came from something that most people today are not were not part of the originate the the origin then you got to at least give back to it in some way and pull the elements from that back 
whatever it be. You know, I, I use the talk of social injustice as, as kind of a way of going back into it, but also just knowing who the innovators really were and, and how understanding the progression of the music. But, um, yeah, I, I just uh, got into a little bit irritated with that era in time because that was a time in which our crew, we were hard to organize, so we didn't do shows right away. In fact, it was about 1998 we started taking it more seriously and did shows and got more organized. But, you know, we were much better, I believe, than most average people when you went to a house party. And so what happened is you get all these dumbasses, some idiots, getting on the microphone, and somehow some of them, you know, they became good at just freestyle. That's it. But it pissed me off, and it still pisses me off today, going to, like, um, somewhere and just seeing somebody being able to actually be kind of good at it, but they don't really take in the full aspects of it. And um, I remember we went to this one party, you know, this was in the late 90s, and there was this, uh, like, frat boy freestyling, and that's just when it got stupid. It just, it, it, it just, at that point in time, I almost wanted to quit because, or try some other music because I was just sick of idiots getting up on the mic. And that's just going to happen anywhere. But this guy, I mean, just people that have no understanding that just decided to pick up freestyle because it was popular during that time. And so that's when, you know, people like me and my friends came in handy and, and uh, you know, destroying them at a party. Uh, and, we're never really like battle rappers, but you just got to hold your ground because, and you know, people need to realize, you know, who's really doing this and who, who really, you know, took it seriously. And I took it seriously and, um, you know, we, 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 we didn't make it into a sport. And that's the dumb thing about freestyle rhyming and battling that just got, just got dumb to me. Um, it, it was just the, the time when people tried to make it into a sport. They they wanted to sort of make it into this, like, competition. And to me, that's just a small part of the whole music. And, and in fact, it's a distraction. I mean, we have some huge things going on here on planet Earth to be spreading awareness about and and helping empower people with. And here you, had, and here you have people, like, trying to battle each other with rhymes at a party. And, and it just, it, to me, it just, it just got dumb. So, um... It, it was it was up to the real rhymers to to prove themselves, which does create you know skill level. But I just I just disliked anybody who just took up freestyling only because we took it a lot more serious. We wrote rhymes and made beats and practiced and did practice for our shows. And there's a lot more elements to take in. And so, in a way, when people say these days that hip hop is dying or is dead. Well, it's in a way, way, maybe it's weaving out some of those those assholes, um, and that's fine if that's the case because those that still have it and still know what to do with it really reign supreme when it comes down to it anyway. But during the time of about 1998 in my life, I started to change. I realized that those things I was telling about, talking about, and then I just decided. Well, as I was taking more psychedelics and, and getting out into the, the, the creative self and becoming more conscious, I, I just started to realize that every time going to some place where other people were freestyling and all this ego you had to hold up just wasn't really me after a while. I just started to realize, you know what, I don't want to hold myself 
as some big ego coming into a place, always having to be this image and, and make sure that I hold myself in this way of promoting my skill. And it just got to a point where it just got just stupid. So that combined with me and my crew who um, had conflicting work schedules, it, it just it just started to get overwhelming. We, we tried to do shows as much as we could, and we just couldn't get off the ground. And so it just seemed like we couldn't really get anywhere after a while. A lot of us had kids, and um, the, the things that happened, just the, the conflicting work schedules, I think we just wrestled with it so long, we just said, well, can't do it. And that was the, I would say, the fuel for the fire that got me not only from a becoming consciously aware person to the awareness that this society doesn't respect artists and doesn't allow people of creative ability to fully take themselves to the, to the level they need to be because of the monetary system. So that's when I got really um, angry, I think, into, into a lot of this. My anger definitely jumped. And so... Uh, that's when uh, I broke off and did things on my own. I did my solo journeys um, and uh, made parts of my solo album. And uh, that's what happened with my career. I, I have been busy for many years, and, and so I use it as more of an outlet these days. But that's just one of the things that um, I do. And it's uh, basically like I'm a part-time rhymer. And uh, try to do what I could, and I'm gonna, you know, give it a, a go in the world as much as I can. Do free shows, and and nowadays it's just another platform for me. So it's it's uh, it's what became of myself and my story. And I I don't really, I've only done one show about me, and I don't really care to do shows about myself or talk about myself a whole lot because there's a whole lot out there. And, and uh, but episode one is goes over my story in much detail. This is just a fleshing out of a small detail, and so that's that's how it, I evolved through it. But as I evolved through it, my message became stronger. So when I started doing my music, the things that I wanted, I used to want to write about, just seemed seemed insignificant to the 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 things that needed to be communicated, and coming from that era of social injustice in a time when when people were feeling that voice, that voice just naturally came out of me and cultivated it, and that's what made me who I am today. But as far as, you know, listening to hip-hop these days, I listen to very little hip-hop anymore. I'm actually more of a reggae fan, but I uh, do listen to pretty much my old favorite artists, and, and still some, some have... Um, it going on still that are out there in the world and and uh, basically what happened to the good music like all music it turned into underground so that's how it uh, evolved and became what it is now and I believe those underground artists are still always going to be there so that's with all music it's always the ones that didn't make it that have the most talent so here check out a, a track from from uh, the late 90s with uh, me and my crew Speaking of some of the social injustice and some of the just some of the feelings that came out of us during that that era.
assimilate. I'm sitting in the thickest in the undergrowth. I'm hidden, but I'm guessing that they're figuring I'm somewhere close. I need to know the whereabouts to carry out. I'm moving to be fooling their computers and pursuers trying to find me. Amongst the bushes and strawberry channels, I beam. I hear them looking and rummaging, cracking trolleys. It's what it is to discovery and now high speed. Till I step and start tumbling, but I don't stop. Now I'm losing the running free. I was spotlighted. I tried to dodge, tried to hide by the night camouflage. But my silhouette was spotted, so full of fat. I tried to down the boulevard and follow by an officer anonymous. He's a militant, delirious, and fluid, but I'm fed me. Giving up brutality and excuses just to validate it. Not afraid to step on with a weapon and pressing a lesson with his ethical and dead as a preference. His footsteps hitting the pavement, anger. Cause he saw me see him picking up a call girl for a blow job and a trade for the serves a pack of Marlboros with a whole slap. So when we met, out of eye with no haste, he emerges from an alley, wrecking out me, calling for backup, stash and bad. Trying to chance of guessing the match and he was city precinct. Cause he thinks he'll beat me, the arm recognition to report it, homie in for his quota. No promotion approaching, I hear the folks in the neighborhood. Locals at whole place, horses, in sports and cater to victims of corruption. Watching my back, these citizens scoped out, cops are attacked. Caught in the act and he runs to the path. Another instance of the sinister man with a gun in the back. When I see him, I pretend like I'm a runner for crack Cause they wanna harass you and corrupt the half of them Then on the way back, I saw a part of my shadow grew And the purple came up and said to me Freeze, motherfucker, don't move Yeah, right, why you think I sport and running shoes? The one I catch my mug in the news Or in the paper, so I'm out without a trace or a clue Tasting the vapor as I ran through A cloud of pepper spray I'm over blocking down an alleyway Thinking, should I go or should I stay? If I could've hit the highway Need to find a place where they won't find me I got to leave the crime scene I'm thinking about the high beams And like a bolt of lightning that thundered right behind me Hit a rustle of the weaponry Pick it up to step of three And dust anybody in the EPD and now the region that you kill it, you can't feel agility. I ain't feeling the hostility, so I exit over fences through front lawns. Letting out the dogs to the hunt song. Taping up their butt tongues, trying to give me thumped on. Independent with pumps on, I had a deep old run on. You should've turned it to strong. I'm already gone, leaving someone else to pin off. Cause me and cops don't get along. They catch me, I'ma run my job. I'll keep me cups, the wrist are raw. Scripting didn't fix it, they were quick on the draw. Then you will pull up like the law. Vulnerable youth is all you saw. I would like to stay in jam with the members of my band, but you wouldn't understand how to get a ticket in my hand, so fuck a cop. Fuck a cop. I had to run up a block, looking for some cover right on my feet. Making noise, hoping that my boys don't get broke. Huh. Hoping I'm not in poison, no. Yeah. Now I'm looking through the bushes and the cops on the other side with the fast light. Shining out on a path right. Off of the one on my own, I thought that my cover was gone. I got up the fucking phone. But I didn't, I waited, I hesitated. Cause it would have been a mistake if I gave up my location and gave them all a reason to even want to fucking be a policeman. But then I heard free. And I was gone with the freeze. My Nikes was up in the purpose, turning the earthers, emergency the trees. Hands, leaves, elbows, knees, and tail. Free. I came together with my body to form an incredible speed. It went alleyway, fence, alleyway, fence. Oh, oh, I better find a better way to get to my hideaway. Cause I bet that they're riding away. And getting excited to ride up the ticket and file a complaint. They took me away. I thought I'm a favorite song by AWA. But I know the neighborhood from bottom to top. And I'm far from getting caught by a punk ass cop. And it don't stop. To the beat, y'all. And we don't stop. For belief, y'all. Hell, all it goes on and on. My whole crew is gone when they see the po-po pulling up on the lawn. It's like, bring me along. And I'm gone midnight. I'm up and out of here without my shoes on. Off, out of the gates, running from cops. Beat up a beat. Increase the beat of freedom. Beat them with the pitter patter on the pavement. Sweat is dripping from the native of the neighborhood. They made him jack into a vacant law. Crackle of the gravel rock. Motherfucker, stop. While I'm dropping from the top of a fence. Johnny wants to color a purse. But the problem is the nurse and no catching me is absurd. Cause beat is my camouflage. My body blurred. Turn on the afterburner. I'm gonna leave the nerds in the dirt. I bone out like OJ. I'm gonna blame trails for taste. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have the money to waste. And that can lead to a chase. They're rocking a hard place. If you got warrant to take the face, elevate them not. Run away from the cops. Run away from the cops. Just do it. Just do it. If you're driving down the street in a beat up car, you're getting rolled by the phone no matter who you are. But if you have dark skin, you better watch your back. Because police and Eugene, they don't approve of that. When you hear 5 votes and it's time to split, don't wear white clothes. They'll find you quick. Just keep in mind, they are the buzz. They cheat and lie. They are corrupt. They want to tax my this is another prison, hope that they can put me in it for a crime that I didn't commit And even if I did, I did it because I'm an independent individual Who wants to give in the living under police control? They don't pay no criminals, it's job security The justice industry, I tried but I couldn't squeeze the drop But sympathy, I flag when I rang it, I'm not proud When they hang it, I roll my eyes to the 
and I'ma lay it down and say it loud and free your mind. And that's it. That's uh, a little something from that era of time when the social injustice was in the face coming from the police. And uh, that would have been, that was uh, us at one time, my crew. And I give much love to my crew, the 28th Street crew. Um, If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be what I'm doing today. I wouldn't have continued to take this. Um, and done something with it They were the ones who were, were even more innovators, innovators than myself So I give much love to the 28th Street crew And uh, so that, that was how our message was We were a four-man crew that would do a lot of um, back-and-forth styles We would, we would uh, you know, cut up our rhymes And then we would have somebody else say a word here and there And it was a four-man on-stage event So it was, uh, it was quite, it was quite a, a, a good thing on stage when we could do it And I think is what happened is we would make it so complicated And we would make it so, um, um, so synchronized That things took for a, a really long time to, to, uh, to really do So uh, that's, that's kind of what happened Is, is we, we just found everything so time-consuming That after a while there wasn't much time for us to do it how we wanted And that's fine It's better to do it the right way than the wrong way And so we, that was just an era of my life In which I was able to work with the crew And now, and now I do solo And that's, that's just the only way I can fit it into my life And um, it's, it's a way for me to, to communicate a message Vent just like this radio show, it's just an extension of my personality and my consciousness. It, and um, if you would like to support me as an artist, I do sell an album. My album is called Waking the Systemites, and I'm part of People Beyond. And uh, um, that's mainly myself. I'm the lyricist and um, somewhat of a producer, but um, on stage we'll have DJ Nobody. And so that that is the the uh, makeup of people beyond. Um, I say somewhat of a lit, uh, producer because another thing I'll throw out there: if you are someone who is a producer and would like to uh, help me out, then um, I really would like to be able to have instrumentals. I just don't have the time and space. To try to do that too I never really was a producer And that's just how I am I'd, I'd rather write a rhyme I'd rather freestyle I'd rather spend my time Exercising those abilities In which I'm better at So um, production has never been my thing But if you are into uh, donating beats And you like what I'm doing I, I'd be more than happy to, to work with you on that But the album Waking the Systemites Which I play tracks from here and there is available if you email me at stayrootsmusic at gmail.com. Stay roots like tree roots, and um, just shoot me an email, and uh, I'll, I'll send you out the hard copy. Yeah, the hard copy is what I do. I, I may be a bit um, of a, 
overthinker of things at times, but I do believe that this system will fall, and I do believe that that the what we 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 uh, all this stuff we take for granted will um, be destroyed. And one thing that I have to say about that is the downloaded music. How much that's destroyed the music industry for an underground artist. It it it, it eliminates the the um, sales of CDs. And that means someone can just buy your song instead of your whole album. And also, um, it just sort of, it just feels less personal. I don't know. Uh, to me, maybe I'm just old school. I like to have the hard copy. So, yeah, I still have CDs. And um, if you'd like to buy one, they're $11. Just uh, shoot me an email and um, get me a money order. And uh, that includes shipping from out here in the Hawaiian Islands. So that'll, that'll get you... Um, up on that if you would like to support me at all that supports the show too and it just helps me out as uh i do this on my spare time barely music i do even less than this radio show lately but i'll be getting back into it again soon and and just giving that take on reality to the world people enjoy that and it, and it has been a big part of my passions growing up and helped me through life yeah music has helped many people i know artists who who are were struggling in other ways of their life have a positive constructive life to do something that's that's creative and and getting into creative energy as Freeman said on the last show is so important that creative play allowing our minds to drift and and do what we want and and convey ourselves in a way that we want through different mediums, and my, I choose one medium, one of the mediums I choose is this music, and, and I think um, most people um, have, agree that have any creative side, that yeah, this, that this is what we need to kind of get back on the right track, so, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I was going to, uh, here I'll try to uh, give a little freestyle for you. The problem with freestyling, I've noticed, on the air here is there must be some kind of delay between me and you. For some reason, there is a little bit of a delay, so when I've gone back and listened to the archives, it all sounds kind of offbeat. But from my side, sounds perfectly on. So it's kind of strange how that goes through the airwaves. But if you don't know what freestyling is, freestyling is the way of completely improv over an instrumental. And that, to me, is an art form in itself, just to, a fun way of expression. Sometimes it goes good. Sometimes it falls flat on its face. It's, it's being able to go and be vulnerable and go out on a limb and, and just try to, try to do something spontaneous. That's my version of freestyle. Some people have premeditated things they want to say, and I just don't consider that really freestyle. I think freestyle is complete clean slate, and starting just from the top of the brain, even if your brain is all foggy, just unwinding the brain all over, lyrics, over a beat, just lyrics just dropping over a beat. And with freestyling, um, I view it, um, like I've said on other episodes, I, I think of music and freestyle as um, Bruce Lee used to think of water, the way that water goes where it needs to go. And that's just the kind of the kung fu with lyricism, just going around the obstacles and just kind of making your path. 
and and so that's how I always have viewed a lot of things, thanks to Bruce Lee, an innovator of his own of his own world, which I you know draw a string from him and there, and that's that's how we should live life. If if you find someone who has um, a role model is not necessarily a bad thing, at least growing up, to find you know the good qualities of what someone thought and integrate it into your life into action, and that's what it's all about. So that's that's what it's like, and that's what lyricism does for me. It helps me open up, and it helps me channel thoughts. I never just channel thoughts. I never plan to get lost. I just go where I cross. The river, I'm a good deliverer of rhymes like a sliver into people's skin. So I can see that it's seeping in, the words are seeping in. I think with a grin, I got my hand on my chin. I got the microphone on my chin, and I just try to keep within. The feet in the layers, I be like a onion with layers. I'm just gonna make here what I shake here and take here and mold here and shake here. I'm a molder, I'm a folder, unfolder of layers. So we go here, we grow here. I'm slow here, I'm slow with my. Go where I see no fear, go where I see the clear in the business with no bus, see the view from afar. Yes, we just need to get out of our cars, out of the bars, out of the target of the system. It gives you no wisdom to treat it like this and just sit you out like it's nothing. I'm just telling you that you're something, you're not nothing, never bluffing, coming, never cuffing, uncuffing the handcuffs. They want to stab you and stuff you in a little box, but open up, open up, hope for the cup to spill over. I'll filter over, I'll be the one to be here till October. I'll just be the one clean and sober, or maybe different ways in different stages and different places. This way that I want to go on the microphone, I might just go. Don't get stuck in the conundrum Don't get stuck where you only play by one drum You know I've done some stupid things as a young buck But now I'm much older Got more years in my folder Just gonna show you this and I'll just go towards the light Where we should always be We should always be following things Following strings that be leading you to a place Where we feel the pace Don't feel the pace Just be the one to get up on race And go on to a stage And give you something that I have This from within me The fire Within the fire that gets within That gives the people the thick and thin Going where we just put the bricks together Make the, um, the wall Don't separate so I dissipate And not get anywhere Where people want to make hate Because I demonstrate what I make On the microphone just for the sake of Spitting it out, getting it out Literate it out, figure it out, get into now The now is now into the present Unwrap it like a present Don't be hesitant because we don't need the president We don't need leaders telling us what to do, we are autonomous, just follow us, go wherever you go, just follow the dust, go where you want to take this journey, don't worry, don't be your warrior, be a warrior, be someone that's strong towards the light, go where you feel the might, just be like a kite in the air, don't care where people tear you from the left or the right, just stop you by, you'll be the one that gets the fire inside, or just give the one to feel alive, and you feel the vibe inside, don't do that 85, it goes driving, traffic, it's such a havoc, it's such a hectic way to live, don't you think, don't you think it's a way to live, but this is the struggle, and if the struggle will be to get the puzzle pieces, put together the puzzles, you can see this, so you can see this, and lead this, to keep this, to get the key to this, thinking this, thinking this, thinking this, keep creating this as I go, 
as I flow, solid flow. Don't well, know exactly all where to go, where we should do this at a show. In front of the people on the podium, I'm going from the top of the head and stemming within. I'm just coming from within, no pen, just trying to just transcend and information so we can spend our lives more freely and be the. We don't need to purchase. This is just where the words fit. This is all free. It's all me. It's all things. All at once. Just gonna run. Don't be a dunce. Don't be stupid. Don't be regrouping with the other system mice that want to be consuming because we don't need to be losing. We just need to be regrouping and getting back to our souls and come from our soul and come from all the way whole and come all the way bold. Snap back like a bow. Go where you show, should do and show. Take hold, don't be part of the mold, don't be part of the people that fold and be doled down like an unsharp knife. I take this target twice and try to hit the bullseye once and hopefully go and don't be dumb because a lot of people want to be dumb, just want to run on the treadmill. Well, their head's still foggy, but we need to be not waking up groggy and just get ourselves out and start logging and clearing the clear cut in our mind so we can be clear cut and defined. You know, we just need to go with the divine wine like. Some uh, unraveling like a traveling string off a kite. If you know what I mean, just coming with the might, just trying to come with the light and no insight, just coming with everything I have to say in this tight. That's a little bit of freestyle lyricism. Just straight, sometimes even nonsense, but whatever works to me. And sometimes more focused, sometimes not. Sometimes broken, sometimes totally on point. That's how it goes. That's how me and my friends started out doing things from a long time ago. And just can I continue on? Um, I'm a solo member, the sole member of my whole crew, um, just holding it down and doing what I do. And that's just what helps me through this reality. And that's the music that came to me. So I was talking um, to Freeman on the last show, if you didn't listen to that show, and he was talking about how the information came to him, too. Same with me. The information has come to me. It's just part of my journey. And everybody to each their own. You have your own journey, your own starting points, and life's amazing. So never forget that. Never forget that, that we are amazing human beings. We, we, are, uh, a, we are people beyond we are beyond the system. We are beyond the ways of control. And that's what I use the system tentacle series for as a way of taking these wrapped tentacles around you off one by one. See who, who you are. Process of elimination. Process of a way of becoming the real human. Getting back to the earth people of planet earth. We are people beyond. People beyond the norm. People beyond the form the, the way that they want us to be, that's not how you really want to be. That's not you. Not you at all. But spread love. Love's important. Love comes from the heart, but it's also, it's just the, it's just the ultimate expression in this universe. It's expanded consciousness to the, the utmost. So spread love and just be free. Be as free as you can in your cage. And that's all we can do. And um, the one way I get free is just to bust out freestyle lyricism. And that's just just the the way I express myself through that. So there, that's a little expression from me. 
And hip-hop is one of those, those uh, topics that if you get enough people talking about it, and, and you could say the whole hip-hop nation or whatever, doesn't get along because everybody has their own opinions of where exactly it came from and what real hip-hop is. I don't even get into those arguments. I don't care. You know what I care about more is that it found me. It's, we do need to keep ourselves rooted in old school, which is definitely important, but it found me, and, it, and it's something that is part of my journey and uh, a part of many people from my generation that, that, that I, I grew up with. And so that is the way it goes. Well, let's have some calling. So if, you have a, if you're listening out there live, we uh, do have a call-in number. Three four seven three two four three three four two. If you're out there in the world and you wanted to call into the show, um, I had no idea how long this show would take. So um, yeah, I have room for some callers, and uh, just uh, if you're out there listening in the world, feel free to free to chant it down with me. Three four seven three two four three three four two. Yep. So. The golden era of hip hop. You know, if you if you're uh, into the the artists from that era, then then you really you really feel where I felt the music really hit me. It's just it's just a time period that I guess it, it, what it is is struggle does create a unique um, expression. You know, people are are really are really um, ex- they're expressing themselves from a point in which they're it, being pushed and stressed. So they're, they're, they're more alive than they are in the mundane, real, quote-unquote, real world. That's the problem is regular life is boring. It is. And I'll be getting into that much more on my show, The System Pinnacle Jobs. You know, um, I call it Occupational Hazards. Yeah, and, and just the fact that we, we live these mundane lives where we don't really get to experience real life. We don't get to get out there and, and feel what it is to be alive. We, we are stuck in a paradigm of making money, including myself. And so um, sometimes in times of struggle, all of a sudden that mundane life that we're supposed to live, quote-unquote supposed to live, becomes... Um, insignificant to what is going on and you have a true emotion to express express so that's just that's just um the importance of that it's just it shows you that we don't live much of life when we go to work every day and try to make a living and pay our bills we don't get the full full grip on life listen to the last show um when i had freeman on because he has so many stories of synchronicities, things that, uh, that happen to, to you and you've let go. And letting go is the most important, just like in the freestyle there, letting go and let it dictate the situation more so than you doing it and creating it. Um, I just believe that if you throw yourself to the universe, it will catch you. And if you walk out on a limb, it will catch you, and you will get somewhere, and you will be in situations that you would have never thought of or never planned if you were um, just uh, trying to provide your life for yourself. And so when you hear Freeman stories, or if, if I go over some of my stories too, which I did on episode one, 
you would you would really feel you would really understand like you you feel like you listen to these journeys these stories and you think wow that that doesn't even sound real that's too unreal those too many um, coincidences and that's because most people haven't lived that life just so from an outsider if you've never taken the journey take the journey take it and get out there and and really feel what it is to feel real life get into nature get out there and you know people like to diss so hard you know they they like to say oh you you were you a hippie or or what you 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 want to get out in nature and and be smelling the plants you know but the thing is is we all need to do that that's where we came from this synthetic world doesn't satisfy everything within us it doesn't satisfy our instincts our natural instincts are to feel the real planet feel the 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 mud on the ground with our feet feel the dirt the sand we're you know getting out and and getting grounded that's where where we belong that's where we reside and and that's being part of life when you sit in your house all day in your domicile you got your feet on the wood floor or carpet that's not doing the same thing for you so you know get out and enjoy life it's it's just the important part of the journey and it's a rant that i just would i could go on and on about and it doesn't have anything to do necessarily with this show but it is important for to listen to the last show just to understand the journey that it, what it can do for you and the journey what it did for me what how it provided for me and, and hip hop became part of my life and many coincidences and things that have happened to myself I, I'm walking testimony as well as definitely Freeman if you listen to all of his shows so very good very good listening to that if you got a chance or if you get a chance listen to episode 22 with Freeman and then there's there's a ton of episodes out there um, that uh, you can listen to. Again, the system tentacles get involved in, you know, unwrapping yourself. So start at episode 15 and uh, go and I would, you know, go on to the blog talk radio page and, and you know, go from there. It's episode 15, 16, 17, 19, and 21 are all system tentacles. So um, those you should do in a chronological order, I recommend, because they're going to start to get more intense as we go through that process of elimination. Well, I don't have any callers out there. Perhaps this is another archive show. I've noticed that the listenership suddenly, once we get into December, is down. Everybody's consumed by the Christmas season, I assume, because the listenership was skyrocketing at the end of November. But, yep, once you get into this uh, this uh, time of year, everybody's these very occupied by this this season tis the season to be busy and it's it's an it's insane it's insane programming why i don't have anything necessarily against christmas in itself i see christmas as a um a really good time for families to get together and and share love and but the problem i have with it why aren't we doing that all year long not just Christmas. Shouldn't we always be living a festive life? Shouldn't we always be um, giving each other gifts of love instead of on just one day a year that everybody stresses about getting it done by? How about just the natural flow of that? And But anyway, 
the Christmas season itself is good for families, and family is, is and community is the key, and friendship is the key to getting out of this mess we're in. So the Christmas season itself, not bad, but the consumerism, that's what it is. And that's what's got everybody running around crazy, trying to get gifts by this one day, which isn't even really Jesus' birthday, if that really mattered anyway, within commercial society. So, But that's just it. That's a crazy thing. They got everybody on a treadmill. But anyway, if you like the show, you know, let me know on the archives. Um, got some to listen to, but give me an email. I love hearing from you guys. And... Uh, I, I appreciate all the listenership and uh, keep on chanting it down, chant down the Babylon system, and I'll continue to do my lyricism and expression of who I am o- over periods of shows. This is just kind of the beginning, a little way of sharing a little more of my lyricism if you hadn't caught it on random shows. So um, my journey through hip-hop is just one of many, and I encourage you to can, listen to underground music. Catch up on the West Coast Underground. That's some of the best stuff that I think is out there it, personally. Uh, just some of the artists that have been innovators through that. That would uh, be where I come in as well, where I've experienced some life over there. So anyway, everyone, enjoy chanting it down. Stay roots. Don't be a warrior. Be a warrior. And... Chant down Babylon to the fullest degree. Much love, you guys. Aloha. now.